Hola, and welcome to Spanish Answers, a podcast that gives you unas llavitas claves as you unlock your Spanish language adventure. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and today in episode 81, we will talk about 10 fun Spanish sayings. But first, please let me apologize for the delay. I know this was supposed to be out last Monday, and then it was supposed to be out yesterday, and it just, it's been a roller coaster. So I am so sorry about this. About two weeks ago, we began a major house project, putting up all of the trim before our second baby arrives. And as all house projects go, we ran into a few issues, which means that we haven't gone to bed before midnight in a long time. The house is a disaster, and the majority of my recording stuff is still buried in this disaster. Now, I managed to extricate my microphone yesterday, but quickly realized that I was not going to get my episode done in time again. Needless to say, it has been a crazy month, and if things sound a little different, it is because my normal setup is just not possible right now. But things are slowly coming together, so I am hopeful that by the middle of next month, it will all be better, and just in time for Christmas. So thank you for your patience. This has been quite the challenging time. And without further ado, let's begin our episode for today, talking about 10 fun Spanish sayings that you can immediately begin using, better late than never, right? And of course, we will continue our cultural tip mini-series on Puerto Rico by looking at their national holidays. So, vámonos! Now, for each saying, I'll give you the direct translation, followed by the actual meaning slash English equivalent and an example sentence. The first one is, A quien madruga, Dios le ayuda. A quien madruga, Dios le ayuda. So, translation is, He who gets up early, God helps. English equivalent here would be early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Thank you, Benjamin Franklin. So an example of using this phrase could be, Me odio madrugar. Sí, pero ¿sabes qué? ¿A quién madruga? Dios le ayuda. I hate getting up early. Yes, but you know that early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Me odio madrugar. Sí, pero ¿sabes qué? ¿A quién madruga? Dios le ayuda. Now, a note here. I personally love that Spanish has an actual verb for to get up early. Madrugar. I mean, how handy is that? And yes, I do hate. Me odio madrugar. Number two. A lo hecho, pecho. A lo hecho, pecho. So translation is upon being done, chest. I mean, okay, that is the direct translation. But in this case, Pecho really signifies courage or valor. So upon being done, courage. The English equivalent of this might be you made your bed, now you have to lie in it. In other words, what's done is done and you must face the consequences with courage. So an example situation might be, oh no, rompí el florero de mamá. Ayúdame a esconderlo. A lo hecho pecho, mi amigo. So, oh no, I broke mom's vase. Help me hide it. You made your bed. Now you have to lie in it, my friend. 
Oh, no. Rompí el florero de mamá. Ayúdame a esconderlo. A lo hecho pecho, mi amigo. Now, while recording this phrase, I discovered that the Cervantes Institute, or El Instituto Cervantes, actually has an online multilingual sayings reference dictionary. It is so cool, and you should definitely check it out. So, of course, I have included a link to it in the show notes. Number three. El que la sigue, la consigue. El que la sigue, la consigue. Translation, he who pursues it will achieve it. Or it could also be, he who pursues her will achieve her. Depends on context. And the English equivalent of this would be, well, it's kind of like the saying, nothing ventured, nothing gained, but with the idea that you will succeed if you continue trying. So an example situation. No sé si puedo hacer esto. El que la sigue, la consigue. I don't know if I can do this. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Or, you gotta play to win. No sé si puedo hacer esto. El que la sigue, la consigue. And just a side note, I found this phrase in one of my old college notebooks. So, thank you, profesora. Number four. No saber ni papa de algo. No saber ni papa de algo. Translation, to not know a potato about something. English equivalent, to know zilch about something. To be clueless about it. So, an example scenario might be, Quizás deberíamos pedirle ayuda a Daniel? Daniel? Él no sabe ni papa de esto. Maybe we should ask Daniel for help? Daniel, he doesn't know zilch about this. Quizás deberíamos pedirle ayuda a Daniel? Daniel, él no sabe ni papa de esto. Now, again, another side note, this phrase just plays with the imagination, doesn't it? I really wonder why a potato was chosen. Anyways, number five. Hablando de Rey de Roma. Hablando de Rey de Roma. Translation, speak of the king of Rome, and its English equivalent would be speak of the devil. So an example sentence might be, y luego robó el auto, oh, hablando de rey de Roma, and then he stole the car, oh, speak of the devil. Y luego robó el auto, oh, hablando de rey de Roma, again. Another interesting choice of words. Why is it the king of Rome? Although, I suppose they might wonder why we say speak of the devil. So, who knows? It'd be an interesting history lesson to, to research. Number six. Bacan. Bacan. There really isn't a direct translation for this, but its English equivalent would be cool or excellent or neat. So, an example situation might be Acabo de comprar un perro. Bacán! I just bought a dog. Cool! Acabo de comprar un perro. Bacán! Now, this word is used in Chile, Colombia, Cuba, Ecuador, and Peru. But other similar phrases you might hear are Que padre! or Que chévere! And I personally love Que chévere! Number seven. Chao pescao. Chao pescao. The translation is later fish. English equivalent would be see ya later alligator. 
So an example phrase here would be, Me tengo que ir. Ciao, Pascal. I gotta go. Later, Gator. Me tengo que ir. Ciao, Pascal. And this is really just a fun goodbye rhyme that you might hear in Chile. I don't think there's a response, though, like you might hear in the U.S. with, In a while, crocodile. Number eight. Al que no quiere caldo, dos tazas. Al que no quiere caldo, dos tazas. And the translation is, he who doesn't want soup, two cups. The English equivalent here, mm, well, it really, the, the saying really means that you should accept things as they come, because otherwise you might find yourself getting a double share of what you don't want. So it's kind of like a combination of be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it, and the grass is always greener on the other side. Uh, so an example situation might be, Le dije a mi mamá lo que pensaba de su cocina, así que me mandó a la cama sin cenar. Al que no quiere caldo, dos tazas. I told my mom what I thought of her cooking, so she sent me to bed without supper. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. Le dije a mi mamá lo que pensaba de su cocina, así que me mandó a la cama sin cenar. Al que no quiere caldo, dos tazas. Now, I did see a better example situation or sentence on wordreference.com, which is, I quote, Odia el frío y se tuvo que ir a vivir a Alaska. Al que no le gusta el caldo, dos tazas. She hates the cold and had to go live in Alaska. Life is unfair. Odia el frío y se tuvo que ir a vivir a Alaska. Al que no le gusta el caldo, dos tazas. Number nine, al chile. Translation, to the chili pepper. English equivalent, truly? No way. An example situation might be, Acabo de ver a Orlando Bloom en el teatro. Al Chile? I just saw Orlando Bloom at the theater. No way! Acabo de ver a Orlando Bloom en el teatro. Al Chile? Just a side note, a friend of mine just told me about this saying, so I of course had to look it up. It is a really versatile phrase. You can use it to replace no me digas, or to say for real, or even as a way to say let's talk honestly, hablar al chile. You can see more ways to use it at Spanish Unraveled, and I have of course included the link in the show notes. Now, be careful though with this phrase, al chile. This is considered an extremely slangy term, so only use it in very informal situations. Just like you would never say, that is legit, in front of people you wanted to sound educated or classy around. Instead, you would say something like, that is a legitimate point. See what I mean? Number 10. La piña está agria. La piña está agria. Translation, the pineapple is sour. The English equivalent would be times are tough. So an example situation might be, Juan, ¿cómo está la tienda? Ay, la piña está agria, mi amigo. Juan, how is the store? Man, times are tough, my friend. Juan, ¿cómo está la tienda? Ay, la piña está agria, mi amigo. Now, this particular phrase comes from Puerto Rico, which seemed like a fitting segue into our cultural tip.
So today's cultural tip highlights the national holidays of the tropical island Puerto Rico. To save on time and to avoid extreme repetitiveness, here is a quick list of holidays that many other countries also celebrate and or which we have covered in other episodes, so I won't get into too much detail for these ones. Now, being a U.S. Commonwealth, Puerto Rico celebrates the same holidays that the U.S. does. I'm also not going to dive into any of those holidays, as my main focus is on the unique holidays that the island itself celebrates. So, this quick list, they always have New Year's Day on January 1st, and Martin Luther King Jr. Day on January 17th. Well, January 17th of this year, as it's always the third Monday of January. President's Day is always the third Monday of February, so it was February 21st. And then Holy Friday was April 15th. Now, this is more commonly known as Good Friday, and it is always the Friday before Easter. Easter Sunday was April 17th. Mother's Day, which was May 8th, as it is every second Monday in May. And technically, this is not an official holiday, or an official national holiday, but it is celebrated. Then Memorial Day is May 30th, or it was May 30th of this year, as it's celebrated the last Monday in May. Father's Day is celebrated every third Sunday in June, so this year it was June 19th, and again, technically, not an official national holiday. They also celebrate the U.S. Independence Day, which is always July 4th, and Labor Day, which was September 5th, as it is the first Monday in September. Columbus Day is the second Monday in October, so it was celebrated October on October 10th. And Veterans Day just happened, so it's always celebrated on November 11th. And Thanksgiving, which is happening this week, hooray, is November 24th, as it is the fourth Thursday in November. Then they will have Christmas Eve, which is always celebrated on December 24th. And Christmas Day, which is always celebrated December 25th. Now, since it falls on a Sunday this year, the day off will be Monday, December 26th. So let's talk about the more unique holidays that Puerto Ricans celebrate. The first is Three Kings Day, which is always celebrated on January 6th. While this holiday is certainly not unique to Puerto Rico, as it is a pretty important holiday throughout the Christian and Catholic world, it really isn't celebrated that much in the U.S., which is why I want to cover it. It celebrates the day the Magi, or wise men, presented their gifts to the baby Jesus. And there are various ways to celebrate the holiday, but in Puerto Rico, this often involves parades and families spending the day at home together. Number two, National Heroes Day, which is always celebrated the third Monday in February, so this year it was February 21st. And this holiday is a four-in-one celebration that commemorates four national Puerto Rican heroes. Up until 2014, these people were celebrated on separate public holidays, but they were then all combined. So the national heroes are Eugenio Maria de Hostos, a 19th century writer and politician who fought for Puerto Rican independence and the abolition of slavery. Luis Muñoz Rivera, who became the island's first democratically elected governor, serving four terms and who was key to gaining Commonwealth status for the island in 1952. Jose de Diego, a renowned poet and politician. Dr. Jose Celso Barbosa, a doctor and the founder of the island's Republican Party. The third holiday is called American Citizenship Day, and it is always celebrated on March 2nd. This celebrates Puerto Ricans gaining U.S. citizenship on March 2nd in 1917. 
It came about through the passage of the Jones-Shafroth Act passed by U.S. Congress and signed into law by President Woodrow Wilson, giving Puerto Ricans born on or after April 25, 1898, U.S. citizenship and creating the Puerto Rican Senate, a Bill of Rights, and allowing the island to elect a resident commissioner. So a pretty significant piece of legislation for the islanders. Number four. Emancipation Day, or Dia de la Abolición de Esclavitud, which is always celebrated on March 22nd. Now, this day celebrates the ab abolition of slavery on the island back on March 22nd, 1873. The Spanish had introduced slavery to the island because of labor shortages brought about by European diseases decimating the populace, and beginning with the gold mines and then changing to sugar plantations. There were over 20 slave revolts, and the Spanish National Assembly finally abolished the practice while Puerto Rico was still a Spanish colony. However, it was not a complete emancipation. Slaves still had to buy their freedom by paying whatever price their master set, and they also had to work three more years for them to compensate for their ex-master's loss. And last but not least, number five, Discovery Day, or Dia del Descubrimiento de Puerto Rico which is always celebrated on November 19th, so it just happened. This day commemorates the day Christopher Columbus arrived on the island in no on November 19th, 1493, during his second trip to the New World. It was this trip where he named the island San Juan Bautista, or St. John the Baptist. Several years later, a large harbor on the island was renamed Puerto Rico, and over time, the name began to reference the whole island. And that wraps up this episode. Hopefully, I can get everything done on time for next Monday. And since we will have celebrated Thanksgiving by then, it'll be time to really get into the Christmas spirit. So we'll do our annual Spanish Christmas songs episode. I can't wait. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving with family and friends. I am certainly grateful for all the blessings God has given me this year. And that includes you, my lovely listeners. Thank you so much for listening. You guys really do make this podcast worth it. So please don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources I used for this episode. Or if you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey. So if you have any questions about today's episode or even just on Spanish culture or grammar or things that you'd like me to answer via a podcast episode, reach out to me at contact at languageanswers.com. Or you can visit my website for more information at www.languageanswers.com. I can also be contacted regarding my services for Spanish to English translation, English technical writing, editing, and content creation, or even language consultations and tutoring for you or your business. Remember, Learning a language is a lifelong journey. So please, aprovechalo, disfrútalo y compártelo. I'll see you next week. Hasta luego! Mm -hmm.